0: Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios in Silver Birch Ranch in the north woods of Wisconsin. It's the time of year where you don't really know what season it is. Um, You don't. You you can wake up and it's warmer. You can wake up and it's colder. You wake up and the snow's there. You can wake up and the snow's gone. Today's one of those days you wake up and for the first time this year we've had some snow.
1: It's beautiful. I was out this morning. I had an appointment early this morning. I'm driving. The trees are gorgeous. Oh, it's this beautiful. This is a this is a time of year where I think God just says, "I'm going to show you how beautiful cold and snow can be." Yeah. And it really is. It's a beautiful snowstorm, and for those that think snow is nothing but a pain, they need to come up to the North Woods and get out in the woods and see what God does in nature with snow. It's absolutely breathtaking at times.
0: Yeah, it's it's very nice.
1: You know, in fact, one of the things you learn in life is you can moan about any situation you want. <laughs> Or very true. you can look and say, what are the positives here? Yep. And uh, I know you do that with your kids because I see if it snows like this, uh, you'll get behind a four-wheeler snowmobile, put them on a tube and drag them all over the place and I hear a lot of screaming and, and yelling, and I think oh, those yeah. are good screams and good yells, but I'm not 100% sure. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm sure. Well, with three boys, I'm sure it's a mixture it could of screams be. at times. It could be a it's, wrestling
1: match going on in the middle of it as well. Yep,
0: and then somebody gets snow in the face, and all yep. of a sudden it turns from a good scream to a bad scream. Yep. But, no, yeah, we try to be intentional with that. I think uh, one of the things that, that we enjoy doing is just trying to do stuff together, um, and it's especially that something that's more physical. And not with screens. Absolutely. Because um, it's just important.
1: So we're talking about screens, and this summer we're, we're making that decision that we don't want phones here and screens yes. here. And uh, we're, we're full speed into it. Any, uh, any great objections? Or do you want to say something to those yeah. that are listening to us about why we continue to press on that way, or do we want to just remain silent?
0: No, I mean, I, I'm all for engaging. You know, when it comes to screens, I think all of us, if we're honest, would say that um, our culture has an addiction to screens, whether it's cell phones, social media, tablets. I mean, even as we sit here, we got how many screens yeah. in front of us, you yeah. know, and, and some of them say, you know, and I understand that there's an argument saying, well, it's so part of our culture, like, you just got to embrace it. But when both secular and Christian research is showing how negatively impacted especially young people are to screens, being in, in, the, in, the, in the realm of Christian camping and what we offer, we've always been about relationships. We've always been about going into, into nature, into God's creation, and doing stuff together. That's how we've been for the last 56 years, Dave. And, and nothing's changed. And so as we assess our summer, and even as we've watched trends change and even observed young people you know, we've been able to observe young people in a way that we've seen a negative trend to the point where it says, you know what, we came to the conclusion, like we need to, we need to do something to challenge this. yeah, Because it's taking away from um, really what camp is all about. And it's really encouraging young people to be in relationship. God has designed us for relationship. And especially since COVID, I think no matter who you ask, anybody that's looked into it would say that relationships have grown worse especially young people don't know how to interact anymore. Right. And so our goal in taking away the phone for the five days that, that campers are here is really for that, you know, we could be the bad guys. That's fine. I got no problem with it. Why? Because I know um, that young people will appreciate it. And we actually have several partner churches um, that have, that have already taken the step in previous summers, you know, and I asked them like, you know, how did this work with students and parents and all that sort of stuff? And uh, the biggest thing is, is, by the end of it, the students actually thank them right? because you don't have the pressure of of posting things, staying connected. You could just be in the moment and enjoy the relationships. And that's really what we want is we want to teach young people that, you know, we understand that maybe going without your phone is an impossible thing in life in general, but at least we need to have, bring into the discussion, you know, the necessity of how much, You know, because, yes, you know, a phone is a communication piece. It keeps you, you know, talking with other people. But I would say if we were to push onto that, how much of that is actually being used for that purpose or just endless scrolling or different things like that. And so really, as we approach the summer, we just want to provide a space where we can reintroduce relationships to young people. And I get that that some people might not like that. Um, but I'd say give it a try. And for the parents out there, I understand there's a component where you want to stay in touch with your, with your young people. Um, but I, wanted, I want you to also know that, that we do this for a living. Uh, we've been doing this for 57 years, Dave. Right. And, and we, we, one of our biggest pillars is we want to have a safe environment. We want to be safe. We want to be affordable. We want to be effective. We want to be fun here at Silver Birch Ranch. And safety is, is of paramounts. And so we want you to be able to trust us in that. And, and that's understandable. Yep. And so you, you know, that we can trust us. We've taken things and, you know, many of you might remember the storm, you know, we're able to keep everybody safe and we've taken even steps since then we have generators that kick in. And so if something were to happen, we have ways that we can communicate. We'll always have a phone line up that will communicate to parents if something happens, but know that you could send them to us and trust us that we'll take care of them and send them back to you. Right, And that's, that's really the environment that we're trying to, to establish here at Silver Birch Ranch is to provide space for us to go back to the, way that god intended relationships to be um and and to help young people see the value and the refreshingness of it um because it used to be where, where kids would get off the bus and they would just jump in and start using their imagination and it didn't matter what we had planned they would go out there and have fun and i've even noticed you know with the with the introduction of more phones you don't see that as much right you know you see people seclude themselves right away um in a situation where they don't know what to do they they bring out their phone and, yep. they, and they scroll endlessly or, or misdirectionally. And, and they, don't even, they just kind of use it as a, as a buffer because they're hitting a social awkward moment. Right. And for those of you listening, you understand what I'm talking about because you probably all do it as well. If you're in, if you're in a social context and you really don't know what to do, you pull out your phone and you, and you avoid the situation. That's what we're trying to avoid right. is we want to teach young people. The importance of relationship, because that's what's going to help mental health. That's what is going to help these young people really establish healthier boundaries, relationships and habits going forward. And if you were to even start looking at the research, like I said, the research is all over the place of the importance of that. Right. Um, And so if we could do that for five days for, for a young person, that's why we do it.
1: Yeah. You know, it, it's so important. If if you were to talk to somebody who is older, like myself, yeah, we would tell you that relationships are not better. They're not better than they used to be. No. And that's, that's because of the electronics. Now, I can tell you that when television, I, I'm from the era where they still had black and white television. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Very few channels, that kind of thing. And still, television started to ruin relationships. I've said for years to the Nicolay Bible Institute students, if your whole relationship, if, if you're dating somebody, your whole relationship is revolved around like going to a movie, you don't have a relationship mm-hmm. you know first of all, you're looking at other people's lives, yeah you're looking at action in other people's lives. You have no action in yours, yeah, none. So you're living vicariously through them. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not even talking phone at this point. You know, I'm not even talking all the connections and all the movies, all the YouTubes, all the, but, but then I look and I see, I was, you know, I was in the airport and I was sitting there waiting for, you know, the airplane. And I decided no matter what, I'm not taking out my phone. I don't don't want to take it out. Yeah. And I looked around, I was the only one. Mm -hmm. I'm looking around, nobody's talking to anybody. Everybody's on their phone. And if they're not listening to some of them were listening to music and on their phone looking at scrolling things while they're listening to things i'm thinking nobody talks to each other they don't look at each other they don't express themselves anymore this is dangerous yeah because we're supposed to be relational people and relationships takes communication and here's what bothers me so i'll throw this at you i've had young people argue with me that they have better relationships because of the phone Oh, I would disagree. because they they keep in touch better with their friends, they keep in touch better with their relatives because of the phone and and I'm sitting there thinking, my only answer to him is no, you don't right well that that's not a whole lot of research behind that <laughs> comment <laughs> you know what I mean it's like I'm just an old guy saying, no you don't." You know I mean? Well, and,
0: and Dave, even as an old guy, you could lean into that, be like, "Well, how do you keep in touch better?" Yeah. Do you do you take a you know a, a random snapshot of the ceiling every minute and send, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah. Because that's that's half of what their communication is. Yep. You know, it's just all this this silly nonsense.
1: Or it's a manufactured something. So so, you, right now you can manufacture how you look. You, you can manufacture. I mean, you could do that for a long time. With you want to post a picture, you can touch it up. I I can even look young again in the pictures. Wow! I, there you go. You know, here here's something that you'll find amusing, which I'm not going to give to anybody else. But for Valentine's Day, I went to an AI site and and improved my looks and sent it to my wife.
0: Wow! Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah.
1: She thought it was the dumbest thing maybe she's ever seen in her life. <laughs> However, I I was young. I had a little bit of little bit of hair, you know, a little bit of, of backside stuff going on there. Wow! Yeah, I was I was pretty good looking. A little bit of backside yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> are you, are you yeah, hair any... hair growing down your backside? You a know? mullet? So, yeah, yeah, mullet. That's it. Backside mullet. Back. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: Can you have a front side? I mean, let, you we, can, we but then regret. you're a cousin it. Oh, you know boy. at that particular point. That's right.
1: I, I, look up, cousin. No, don't look it don't up. Look I'm it trying up. to get you off the. Oh man! Forget it. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Here's here's what I think: phones and electronics, entertainment in general. Yeah. Um, I think they're they've become addictions. I would agree. So as you look at an addiction, there's ways to beat addictions. Mm-hmm. But first, the very first thing people have to do is admit that they're addicted. addicted to it.
0: And I think that's the point of culture where we're not willing to admit the fact that we're addicted to to screens. Right. You know, I mean, I could say something as simple, you know, to our listeners right now is how many of you could actually go for a week straight to the bathroom without bringing your phone with you? Yeah. I can Now that sounds silly. I right? can Yeah. But honestly, <laughs> you know. Right. Like, I, I'm sure there's some study somewhere where how the, the length of sitting down on the can has increased drastically since the introduction of the phone.
1: Yep, that could be.
0: You know, and that's a, a silly example. But, I mean, the reality is, is that I think oftentimes, I mean, another re, another kind of pushback I get when it comes to coming to camp, well, the bus, the bus rides five hours.
1: Well, talk to somebody. What
0: are they going to do without a phone? It's like, hello. You know, it's the same conversation that we have with our boys when we go on a road trip. You know, can we watch something? No. Well, what can we do? play a game you know i mean i we we grew up in a generation who yeah. figured out what to do i was going to gonna
1: ask you what you did on the bus coming up to camp because you know, did you ever ride the bus coming up to camp that's
0: that's how i made my camp friends yeah because i didn't know anybody right so you'd hang out with them. You know, you try to sneak seat to seat. I didn't yeah. say that out loud, you yeah. know. But, you know, you did the – and then you you play games. you get to know each other. You know, it's like, well, what games do you play? You figure it out, right. whether it's the license plate game, the alphabet game. Or you talked. You talked. You played cards. Yeah. You just figured out where By people By the time were you from.
1: got to camp, you know, this guy was a Cub fan. This guy was a Sox fan. Yeah. They decided not to like each other, uh, you know, for, for a few minutes anyway.
0: Because, really, it, it's, it's the way up that we're talking about. Because the way back, everybody sleeps.
1: Right. Everybody
0: I mean, mostly. Right. And 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 like that's that's where if you know how to be relational, then that's not as daunting. Yep. Um but I mean it's the same with you mentioned music and earbuds. You know, it's like we can't we can't go through periods where we're disconnected and our culture doesn't know how to how to deal with it. And I think, Dave, that not only Do we see issues with that just in things that we've talked about? But I think that carries over with our relationship with God and the issues that we see. Oh, absolutely. You know, and especially in young people. I mean, we're seeing um, more and more articles come out. And I don't even need, if you need an article to tell you this, but even within our church culture or Christian culture, how much it's, it's fading away because there's people that just don't know how to have a relationship with God anymore. And I think part of it is, is that we're so connected and so addicted to screens that we don't even allow ourselves to unplug long enough to get to know who God is relationally anymore, And, you know, and get to to be able to put ourselves and posture ourselves in a situation where we can hear God speak to us, you know. And I think that's where Satan is winning, is we keep saying, well, we need this stuff. It's like, hello, it's pulling us not only away from each other, but it's pulling us away from God. Right. Right where Satan wants us. Right. And it's isolating us. And and there's a reason, I think, we see numbers of, of mental health and suicide increasing drastically since COVID is because we keep leaning more into screens right. to satisfy relationships. But that's a... That's not even. That's like an yeah, oxymoron. You, you
1: don't have a relationship if it's only on a screen, right? And that's the argument I started talking to you about earlier. Because young people are telling me, as an old guy, no, you do have relationships on on screens, and I keep thinking, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. That, first of all, I can lie on a screen real easy. I can I can make things up. I can make it look better than it is. I can do all kinds of things there.
0: Yeah, on a screen, you could look as stunningly beautiful as me. Dave.
1: I I could I. And we we can play with that. (laughs) See, that's the issue.
0: But that's the thing is on the screen, you could portray whoever it is to however you. And that's the thing. We have these influencers. You know, I mean, we do video stuff here at camp and pictures and stuff. And it's amazing to me how you can edit things these days. Not only that, but now AI does it for you. Right. You just talked about that, how you teach yourself and it makes you, you know.
1: It was funny going through the AI and putting my picture in there and having it adjust it.
0: Oh, I believe it. It's crazy. I I, I
1: enjoyed it. It was like that is weird. Oh, that is weird. That isn't me.
0: I mean, they used to talk about photoshopping stuff. Right. Right. I mean, now that's like that on steroids. But the thing is, is people just take what they see at face value and run with it. Right. So if you're scrolling through TikTok, it's like, oh, look at that. That's it's like, hello. Do you understand like how much fakeness is in that? Yep. And yet, that's the reality. Yeah, and those are the relationships that we say are relationships. It's like, man, that's crazy. Yeah.
1: Well, not only that, I, I think in, in the fakeness of it all, and some again, the argument I keep hearing is, well, it's not fake because it's real. AI is real because someone has to do it, program it. Yeah. You know, okay, fine. I, you know, here, here's what what I did. I went to a site, AI art site. Yeah. And I typed in because uh, Silver Birch Ranch. So I typed in a birch forest. Yeah it painted a beautiful birch forest no human did that right the computer did that and that was my painting i could do what i want with it now hmm. and i'm thinking you know what have we just taken budding artists and great artists and said you're unnecessary now i can get something painted without you yeah and you look at the whole there's so much this stuff is addicting to people We need to get to the point where we understand its addictive nature. Yeah. And we need to make sure we put safeguards in place just like you would any other addiction. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the people that I talked to that were trying to stop uh, smoking, for example. Yeah. That's an addiction. Mm -hmm. So, okay, first of all, you got to say smoking is a problem. Right. If you're not going to say that, you're not going to do anything. You You have to understand it. So, if you're still out there, if everybody's out there saying electronics is. Not a problem. You know, okay, then you're never going to solve that thing. Uh, It's kind of like this. You know, um, I've talked to people, and right now our nation is at a record in credit card debt. Hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. But there's some people think, well, you have a credit card. You can max it out. It's not a problem. And I'm sitting there going, no, you need to understand something. The credit card can be a great tool. Yeah. But it can destroy you. Absolutely. Financially. Yeah. So depending on your discipline, Mm -hmm. tool or destruction, it depends on your discipline and if you use the tool as a tool. It's kind of like I can have a hammer and I can use it to destroy things or I can use it to build things. Right. It it can do both. So what am I going to do? You can't blame the hammer. I'm not going to blame the credit card for my debt. Mm -hmm. So, So what do I do then? Well. I realized that there's a way to use it and I need to learn to use it and I need to learn when not to use it. Yeah. Very simple. So I look at electronics, I think, the same thing as an older guy. It's like, okay, this stuff's addictive. It it can be deceptive because of the way people portray things on there. It can be used by influencers and, and the whole idea of influencers is to influence. Mm-hmm. So they're just trying to get me to do something they don't really care for my best interest, they care for their best interest, but they have to come across as if they care for my best interest? Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to admit those things. I need to start looking honestly at what's going on with that and, and begin to grasp the whole idea of, okay, this is something that can be addictive, something I need to watch. So what I used to do, actually, was anything that's addictive, I like to stop for a while. To show for, yeah. for example that's a great habit. Um, I used to and and I still do. I quit coffee for a long time at one point because of some heart issues. But it, I don't really see a problem with coffee. I I love coffee. Drink it. You know, I'm not. I have two cups a day. That's not exactly what somebody would call a, an addict. No. Uh, however, it's enough to have caffeine in your system, and if you don't have those two cups of coffee, you get a headache. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I would say that's an addiction of some sort because sure. you have some yeah. kind of withdrawal. So what I, what I've done every year almost is to, uh, at some point in the year is to start saying, okay, I'm going to have my regular coffee, but instead I'm going to use three quarters caffeinated, a quarter uncaffeinated, you know, beans. Yeah. And then I'm going to go half and half. Then I'm going to go a quarter and three quarters. Then I'm going to go all decaf. I'm going to do that for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm off caffeine. Yeah. Just, just to do it because I I want to I want to acknowledge the fact that caffeine can be addictive. Yes, yeah. that's all I'm doing, and I'm not trying to be a snob about it. I'm not. I'm never out there preaching that other people should do it. You know, that's not my my goal. My goal for myself is to try and remain healthy and understand this could be addictive, mm-hmm. and and I don't want it to be addictive. Right. And so I want to enjoy the cup of coffee. I want to enjoy the taste. I want to enjoy, and, and so I'll find some good decafs that I like, you know, and that kind of thing, and um, I've had some coffee lovers kind of make fun of me saying, well, what's the point without the caffeine, and I'm saying, that's the point. Right. I mean, that's my point. My My point is, I don't want to be addicted to that. Mm-hmm. So, I actually like the taste of coffee, so I I don't need the caffeine to get the taste. Right. So, I can actually have
0: coffee. Absolutely, yeah.
1: That's all. Now, that, to me, I see a great parallel with electronics. There's a tool, Mm -hmm. whether it be credit card, whether it be coffee, whatever. Right. It's a tool, but it's a tool that you need to be able to say, I'm laying it on the side. Yep. And if you don't do that, you're not going to have relationships like you should.
0: Right. And that's really just what we're saying is that we have a context where we can provide a break. Right. So why not? Yeah. Because I think... there is an addiction. Not only that, but I mean, you you think about the way that even our culture uses media and electronics. You know, I, I've i been reading through a book and in the book it, it used this statistic and it, young people, do you know that young people represent $65 billion of disposable income?
1: 65 billion? Yes. Wow. A, a year. Where are they getting it from? Their parents. Oh.
0: You know. Whatever, whether it's parents yeah, or whatever, I was going to say they they yeah. didn't earn it. So no, <laughs> where are they but, and so if you think about that, that's where then you get everybody targeting young people, you know, and 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 for whatever agenda, for whatever reason, that's what you know. I mean, you have companies now that that aren't hiring marketing people. I mean, they are; they're hiring psychologists right. to help them market. You right. know, and so if you think about it that way, it's like, like you said, Dave, there's tools, you know. And too much of a good thing can become a bad thing. And, and that's all we're saying is we understand that that screens, I mean, even right now we're using screens as part of our job, you know, it's like, well, you're not going screen this. I get that, but that doesn't mean that you, that you don't have to send boundaries, right? You know, there's boundaries is a good thing. You know, it's that self-control that we talk about in a lot of areas of life, whether it be, you know, coffee, whether it be eating, whether it be exercise, you know, Anybody that you talk to, in order to be healthy, it takes some sort of intentionality and discipline. Right. But we it that we 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 haven't really established the discipline of of screen maintenance. Right. And that's that's where something has to be done.
1: Well, recently, as you know, because I shared it with you and some others, I I read a I, I love reading educational reviews, yeah. and one of the things I was reading that's very consistent in education is when you handwrite something down. Mm-hmm you actually remember it far greater than if you type it. And they were using illustrations of people who would type for a living. So I I could be typing what you and I are saying and and listening at the same time. Uh, Or I could be typing notes in a class. I don't remember the typing like I would the writing. Mm. And not only that, but the the young people that I've mentored through the years, one of the things that I found, and that all of them have thanked me for if they've done it, is the fact that before they go to sleep at night, I'm telling them I want you to take a a notebook like like this, which I got at Silverbird trance by the way, nice yeah and and you open it up and you write in it what you're going to do the next day,, mm-hmm. just write it down,
0: yeah
1: do you know that the research tells us when you do that you sleep better, hmm. It's like your mind says okay you you've got a plan for tomorrow, don't worry about it, go to sleep, yeah. Not typing it down. I used to. I used to keep things in my phone and the to-do list, and then that didn't work. So I didn't put it in my notes list, and then I would put it on my calendar, and but that was all electronic. And for some reason, I just struggled. Then uh, uh, Mike on our staff, who's our uh, probably our oldest staff member at this point, um, I, I'm sure Mike appreciates that. <laughs> uh, he always carries one of these.
0: Always, yeah.
1: And so I, I was looking at him, talking to him about that, and then I was seeing the research and I think, all right, I got to switch. Hmm. Why? Because I think that I will remember more when I write down what I, what I need to. Not only that now, I can go back to yesterday, I was talking to a guy on the phone and I wrote down what we talked about. It's right there. Oh yeah, that's what we talked about. So when I see him, I can go back to the day mm-hmm. and do that. Now some might say, well, I just typed that in my, you, you, you actually, actually go are going to remember it.
0: Or do you even go back to what you type?
1: Right. Yeah, I have all, an awful lot of stuff I went and cleared out the other day because I was <laughs> thinking, look at all those notes I've never looked at. <laughs> <laughs> I even took a whole program and wiped it out. I had a whole note program on here. Yeah. And I went and looked at it all. And eventually I said, erase the app and everything in it. Yeah. Why? Well, that's how long I've, I haven't looked at everything on there. And there's too much. Yeah. You know, there's too much. This right now, I don't even need to go back to as much because they're right, you remember it a little bit more. You sleep a little bit better because you're, you have these things written down so you have a plan for the next day. I, I'm not telling the, the guys I mentor to write down times like I should do this tomorrow at 1. Don't do that. Just write down, here's the goals for tomorrow. Here's what I want to get done tomorrow. Most people in life don't do that, but those that do... They sleep better. They get more done. I mean, everything about the research of that is good, and it has nothing to do with electronics. It has to do with pen and paper. Yeah. And they were saying that the, the, the real thing is there's an kind of an artic, artist connection hmm. to the brain. Because you're actually making symbols, and your brain has to do that, and it remembers them better. Yeah. Than just hitting. Because uh, if I'm typing, I'm not even thinking of the letters.
0: No. My yeah. brain
1: might be doing something automatic, but I'm not thinking. But if I'm doing this, i gotta, I got to form the letter. Mm-hmm. And that's even more important when you uh, write cursive, which they don't do anymore. You no. know? So you're writing cursive. That becomes more of an art form. Yeah. So I guess with your three boys, I would say I would make them write cursive. I, uh, I would give the kids when they start writing. They were talking about people who basically you can go back to a child And just say, at the end of the day, we're all going to just write down what happened today. Mm -hmm. And you get them writing a journal. Yeah, They just keep it. And and again, guys like um, Elon Musk uh, and some others, and you say, well, those guys aren't people I want to follow. No, but what they've said is this writing of stuff down has been valuable. Mm. And so I encourage people, get rid of the electronics a little bit, write more stuff down.
0: Yeah. And and really, like we said, the challenge here is just to acknowledge, be willing to acknowledge the fact that you might have an addiction with electronics, but you can do something about it. You know, if you need to just put it down, pick up a notebook for a little bit rotate it out or come to camp and get rid camp. of the phone whatever for a week. whatever it is you know i think we all it's it's always healthy to look and assess what's in our life and what we've allowed into our life and whether or not it's taking too much control or not and i think it's a healthy thing unfortunately we're out of time here on younger and older and i thank you for joining us i encourage you to head over to silvertranch.org and you can listen to this episode or other ones but for now this is jason and dave take care see you next time Bye bye. bye-bye, bye-bye.